You're listening to Skip Intro with me, Krista Smith. Hi, everyone. Can't believe it, but we've officially reached the conclusion of season seven. Thank you all for listening and taking the ride along with me. I'm already looking forward to being back with you all in season eight. This season, we got to celebrate hitting 200 episodes. And we also got to learn about our guests' favorite pastimes and take a deep dive into two of the best films of 2023, Maestro and May-December. To bid yet another season farewell, I've put together a few favorite quotes from the past five months. David Beckham, what do you take away from the challenging moments you've gone through in your career? I've tried to live my life in a way where I don't have regrets. Yes, I made mistakes. Everybody knows about the mistakes that I've made. You know, in 98, I get the red card. Do I wish that it never happened? Absolutely. Do I know now why it happened? Absolutely. You know, it happened for a reason, to make me stronger as a player, to make me stronger as a person, maybe to have a better and more successful career. Nicole Avant, what is the biggest lesson you learned from your mom, Jacqueline? My mom always used to say, it's like getting to the top of a mountain. Life is full of mountaintops and valleys. And the valley is where you learn everything, and it's hard, and it's challenging, and we get all the life lessons in the valley, never on, mm-hmm. never on the mountaintop. Mm-hmm. But she'd always say, but when you're on the mountaintop, you're supposed to turn around, celebrate yourself for sure, take it all in, but put your hand out for the other person behind you that's also trying to climb the mountain. And remember to be merciful. So Bradley Cooper, I know the concept of free time basically does not exist for you. But what's one small thing you like to do for fun outside of work and parenting? The thing that came to mind is like, we call it nerdling. I'm on a thread of like octurtle, quirtle, and wordle. And I guess that would be considered downtime doing with a group of dads from my daughter's nursery school that we've all stayed dear friends. Julianne Moore, was there a particular moment where things really changed for you as an actress? It was very interesting because I worked all through my 20s. I was, you know, I was on a soap opera. I did a lot of off-Broadway. I did regional theater. I had a couple of pilots and deals with different studios for for sitcoms. But I was not, not booking any films. It felt like I spent 10 years kind of just working hard. And I was like, well, this is where I'm going to be. You know, this is where I'm probably not going to crack the film world. That's not going to happen for me. And then... Suddenly, it was the 90s, you know, and we were, people were making independent films. The workshop production of Uncle Vanya that I'd been working on for five years, they decided to film. Louis Maul decided to film for under a million dollars. Robert Altman cast me in Shortcuts and Todd Haynes cast me in Safe. They all came out at the same time. So I went from being somebody who, you know, did off-Broadway and regional and television to suddenly having a film career. And then Boogie Nights came out, and talk about a juggernaut, that was the first time I got an Academy Award nomination. I also just had a baby. I had a baby in the middle of that. (laughs) And so I was like, I had a treadmill in my garage, and I'm on the treadmill, and I was like, I just got nominated for an Academy Award. Like, where did that come from? You know, it was crazy. It was absolutely crazy. Okay, Sean Levy, this brings me to my next question. You're not someone that needs to be defined by I'm the tortured artist, and I love how much joy you've been able to convey in your products. And I wonder how much of that joy has stemmed from being surrounded by the women in your life. 
the daughter component, I can't answer it without also the wife component because Serena, my wife, we've been together almost 30 years and we have these four girls. And I think cumulatively these five girls and women in my life have made it impossible for me to ever lose my way. It's so easy if you're an actor, if you're a director and if things are going well, it's really easy to lose any sense of balance in your life. You start believing the hype, you start believing the nice articles, you start believing the box office or the money and all those other things. But with Serena and Sophie Test, Charlie and Coco, I'm never confused about what's real and what matters. Natalie Portman, what inspired you to found Angel City FC, the Los Angeles-based professional women's soccer team? They're awesome, by the way. I started getting interested when I saw my son looking up to the female football players in the Women's World Cup in 2017. And I started realizing that if kids were looking up to these great female athletes, the way they look up to the great male athletes, particularly in the most popular sport in the world, soccer, which the rest of the world calls football, that we might actually change the next generation. And when I saw these incredible women, Alex Morgan, Megan Rapino, Kristen Press fighting for equal pay, you know, while they were fighting to win on the field, I was just so moved by them and was like, how is it that these star players are playing on home teams? and no one is paying attention to it. The Women's World Cup, when it comes around, is always enormously popular, but then when they play on their home teams, they're not being advertised, they're not being broadcast in the right way. So much more attention is deserved by by these players, by these athletes. So it's been really, really exciting and interesting and a whole new set of skills to learn. Carrie Mulligan, you've had such success both on stage and in film, but that doesn't mean there weren't challenges along the way. I think the fact that you auditioned for drama school but didn't get in speaks volumes about your determination to become an actor. I think, I, honestly, I felt like they made the right choice. The process as well was interesting because for these schools particularly, you watch everyone else's audition. So you sit there and there's a group of like 12, 15 of you and you watch everyone else do their monologues. And I remember sitting there thinking like, ooh, He's much better than I am, <laughs> and I don't know how to do that. And oh shit, she's really good. And I think I genuinely felt like, fair enough, you know, I didn't have, there was something that was not, you know, that there wasn't, they, they made the right decision, but I, obviously it was bruising, but I, I kind of felt like, what, there's nothing else I can do. So that this means I'm just gonna have to find another way in because this is, you know, this is not my route. As much as I had wished it could have been, because I really, the idea of going to drama school was a real dream. Charles Melton. I'm curious how your experience as a football player has informed your outlook as an actor. Whenever you're a part of a team, you kind of have to like find your role, right? Whether it's one line or one scene, you know, the coach can be the director, the director is the coach, and you have like your teammates, your co-stars your scene partners, and just really what you what you bring to the set, like on quote unquote game day, as far as preparation. So the technicality of uh, my preparation 
when it came to preparing for Joe, I, I think was really influenced and informed by just my upbringing as an athlete growing up. Todd Haynes, where did you first find your creative confidence? The things I made as a kid were valued in, and put on the refrigerator door and hung up on the wall and they would come to my plays. And, and so my interests and my curiosities were always met with a really receptive audience in my parents and in my grandparents. And so I'm just very fortunate that way. There are a lot of people who have made amazing careers in the arts who didn't have that and who didn't feel the love and attention of their parents. But I, I have had that and I know how much that meant to my confidence and my sense of the possible from the youngest age. Thanks so much for joining me. I'm Krista Smith, your host and creator of the show. Skip Intro is produced and edited by Isabel Arricchio and engineered by Dave Corwin. Special thanks to our coordinator, Alyssa Hilton. Please subscribe, rate, and review Skip Intro wherever you've been listening. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Krista Smith. If you enjoy the podcast, please go to NetflixQ.com for more. That's NetflixQueue.com. Thank you.